Hello, everyone, and welcome to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and we've got a great program for you today. And our topic of discussion is about believing for our loved ones to come to Christ. We're going to start out our segment this morning with some great scripture, but uh, I've heard a lot of people tell me in the past that um, this person's been so evil. You just don't understand this person. They've been so bad. I just don't think they're redeemable. And, uh, you know, that's that's not true. Christ died on the cross. He said, I'll draw all men unto myself. And uh, he's he's there. His sacrifice was sufficient for everyone, regardless of what you've done. So we need to really hold our faith toward believing that they're going to come to Christ. And we're going to start this segment out with Acts chapter 16, verse 31. And that scripture tells us, where the Bible says that our whole household can be saved. <clears throat> so Acts chapter 16, 31, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Yes, that's there in the Bible. It says you and your household will be saved. Now I believe that that scripture is in there for a reason. I don't think God makes mistakes. I don't believe that he allowed that to be in there. And I believe God does what he says he will do. So when he puts something like that in his word and he allows that to be in his word, then that's got a good strong meaning. So Acts 16 and 31 says you will be saved if you believe and you and your whole household. So let's continue with that. The whole basis of our program's name is holding fast to faith. And let's go to Hebrews 10, 23 where we based our program off of. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So if he promises us something, he's faithful to follow through in it. So when he says in Acts 16 and 31, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household, then he's faithful to keep his promises. So if we look at 2 Peter chapter 3, in verse 9, and I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you in the opening segment, but I want to really drive this home. Second Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it's God's will that they come to repentance. So we got to understand that it is God's will that we're praying for our family members to get saved. And he put it in Acts 16, 31, that they will be saved through our faith. So the Lord's not slack concerning his promise. So he's not going to let up on his promises. He's going to stay faithful. So I want to take us to 1 John 5. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, did you see that? His will. According to his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What did he say in 2 Peter 3 and 9? He's not slack concerning his promise. He's not willing that anyone should perish. It's his will that no one perish. So it's his will that everyone comes to Christ. So at John 
back to 1 John 5, we have confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15 says, if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that when we have the petitions that we desire of him. So I want to drive that home a little bit more by going over to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. <clears throat> Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. Did we see that? Everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds and to him that knocks it shall be opened. What man is there of you? If his son would ask for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if your son would ask for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? We're asking for our loved ones to be saved. We're asking according to his will, according to his purpose for coming here on this earth and walking his life and living his life, going to the cross, going to the tomb, and rising on the third day, we're asking according to his purpose and his will, and according to his scripture, that our loved ones would be saved. So we're asking for our loved ones and believing for our loved ones to be saved according to his scripture. And Acts 16, 31 says that if we believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. That is such a powerful opening statement with lots of scripture that backs that up. So I want you to understand the Bible tells us that when we're asking according to his will and we're asking for our household and we're believing on his scripture, we will have the things that we ask for. So we're going to take a quick break. and We're going to come back and pick up this topic. So don't go anywhere. What's up, everybody? Just letting you know that the White Oak Grove Church of God always has a place for you. There's a youth group class, young adults class, and teaching just for those who have recently gave their heart to Christ. Located at 2286 Oak Grove Road, Deckard, Tennessee. Come on out and join us. See what God is doing in the White Oak Grove Church of God. Sunday school starts at 10 a.m. and worship service at 11. I hope to see you Sunday morning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. Uh, we were just left the last segment. We were talking about Acts 16.31, that if we believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved, you and your household. I want to get another scripture in the chapter in um, the book of Acts. Acts 11 and 14 says, He will convey to you a message by which you and all your household will be saved. So there's... There's concern with the Lord that he wants everyone in your family. He is a family God. He, he created the family and he believes in the family. And he wants you and your whole household saved. So there's another scripture there, Acts 11 and 14. He will convey to you a message by which you and all your household will be saved. Now, I want to change gears just a little bit because there's an importance when you are saved and other family members in the house are lost 
and don't know Christ and not living a godly life, there's an importance to us on how we live our lives and how we look to them so that Satan cannot be in their ear pointing fingers at you going, look at how they live. Look at what they're doing. That's not according to the Bible. They're not a real Christian. They're not this. They're not. So we need to look at some scripture and I'm going to take us to Proverbs three, starting in verse one, my son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. So it's important to keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. Uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'll be your friend if you do what I say. There's a lot of scripture in there that says it's important for us to follow his example and to do what he says so that we can look like we are supposed to look. We can walk the way we're supposed to walk and we can give the impression that we're supposed to be giving to others to show that we're living a holy and godly life so that we can have a good rapport with God and man. So verse two, for length of days and long life and peace, my commandments will give to you. So you will have peace in your household by following his commandments. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of your heart. So if you bind something around your neck, if you think about a beautiful necklace that you've got, you know that that necklace is on your neck when it's hanging there and you're conscious about it and look at where it hangs. It hangs right over the, right over your heart. So it's close to you and dear to you. That's what that scripture saying. And to write something on the tables of your heart is to have it on the forefront of your thoughts and be something that you live daily. If something's in your heart, you're living it out. That's something that you're passionate about. So he wants us to have a passion about his commandments and a passion about his mercy and his truth and keep it bound around our neck close to our heart so that we're living it and looking like we're supposed to look in front of those lost loved ones so that we cannot bring a reproach upon God's word when Satan gets in their ear and goes, look how they live. Look what they're doing. We won't be bringing reproach on God's word and God's commandments and his lifestyle he expects us to live if we're doing what he tells us to do and looking and living holy in front of the lost. Now look at verse four. This is important because it says, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. When we are praying for our lost loved ones, and we're believing and asking God according to his will and his purpose, we need favor from our creator to answer that prayer. So by keeping his commandments and living the way that we're supposed to live and binding his words on the tables of our heart, we find good favor with him so that we can ask things of him. Now, the next thing that we need to really understand about this particular chapter, verse 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Well, a lot of times we really get frustrated and we lose patience when praying for our family members and our loved ones to get saved because it's not happening the way that we want it to happen. It's not going the way we thought it would go. And it's we've got this thought in our head 
God, I'm going to pray this prayer and this is the way this is going to, this is the way you're going to answer it. No, he says, trust in the Lord that his way to answer this is his way to answer it. His timing and his way that he's going to do things is all up to him. It's not up to us. So we have to trust the Lord when we believe his word and keep his commandments and walk godly in the sight of God and man and show people the right way to live by our actions, not by our mouth, by our actions. Our actions speak a lot louder than words. So we live the way God asked us to live in his word. And it makes a huge difference on the way that our loved ones respond to us when we talk to them about Christ. So this is a very important group of scripture that I want to bring out. So we're going to take another break and we're going to drive this thing home just right after this break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Brian Chris, lead pastor at River of Life Ministries in Nestle Springs, Tennessee. I want to personally invite you to experience Jesus with us. And we meet every Sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m. We also meet every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for a Bible study. We want you to experience Jesus with us, and we want to invite you to come be with us. 106 Spring Creek Road, Estill Springs, Tennessee. Like our Facebook page. Also join our community page at River of Life Ministries. Hope to see you there soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. Just before the break, we were in Proverbs 3 and talking about uh, finding favor with God by living by His commandments and keeping His words written on the table of our heart and also trusting in Him and not our own understanding. So I want to follow up on that with a scripture in Isaiah 55. Um and I, I want to really work on this because it's important for us to understand a lot of times we don't want to keep the faith when praying for loved ones. It aggravates us. We lose faith. We lose patience. And we just don't want to hang in there and wait for God to do what he does best. And so we need to understand that when we're praying, we're doing our part. When we're believing and we're holding scripture, I believe that when we pray that we should talk to God and quote scripture to him that we're believing on and standing on his word. But uh, most of all, we have to put self aside so that we're not trying to say, God, I want you to do this and you need to do it this way. Because he doesn't do things the way we expect him to do it. In Isaiah 55, uh, verse 8 and 9 for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. How much higher is the heavens than the earth? And you think about how he's comparing the heavens and the earth to our intellect and his intellect. This is a really big comparison. He's saying my thoughts and my ways are so much greater and so much greater intellect than what you can even imagine in your own mind. So don't get trapped in thinking that just because it's not happening the way you thought you would see it happen, 
then I'm not still on the throne and I'm not still working on this thing. So we need to understand this, this, these two verses in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. When you think that God's going to do something the way that you want it done, he's going to throw a monkey wrench in your plans every single time. He has got such a greater plan than what we can imagine. So our job is to hold fast to our faith without wavering. So we need to stand on scripture. And when I mentioned when we opened this particular segment that it's important. I believe it's important that when we talk to God and we're praying and we're taking our petitions to him, that we remind him of the scriptures that we're standing on. I believe God loves to hear us quote his word back to him. It lets him know that we are really standing on that. It moves the heart of God when his word is written on the tables of our heart and it's coming out of our heart when we're praying. So stand on Acts 16 and 31. The Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Acts 11 and 14, he will convey to you a message by which you and all your household will be saved. You know, Matthew 7 and 7, ask and it shall be given to you. We are praying according to his will. When we look at uh, 1 John 5, 14 through 15, the confidence we have in him that when we ask according to his will, he hears us. You know, 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Hebrews 10, 23, he is faithful. When he promises something, he's faithful. So I want to pray with us today so that everyone listening, if you've got a loved one that is lost and you've been praying and you've been seeking God to bring them to salvation and you've not seen it yet and you just you feel like you're giving up hope, I want to pray with you to rekindle that fire because these scriptures that I've given you today, they're right out of the word of God and he meant those just for you and your loved one. He cares about that loved one, and he is still at it. He's still working on them, just like Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. My ways are so much higher than your ways. You may not understand me, but just trust in me, like Proverbs 3 said. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today for the opportunity to bring the word to those who need it to you today. God, I just ask that you reach into the hearts of these folks that are believing for their loved ones and rekindle their faith and rekindle their patience and trust in you, Father. God, I pray that you'll touch their loved ones, that you will bring uh, your spirit to their heart and deal with their hearts, Lord, and speak to their hearts and break down the stony ground that's in their hearts that's causing them to rebel or wait and drag out their time to confess you as Lord as and Savior. God, I pray that you touch the households that's listening today. Bring blessings upon these homes, Lord, and help bring peace to the table, Lord, while they wait on you. God, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, and we know that you hear us when we pray. God, we thank you for hearing us, and we thank you for your blessings on our lives, and thank you for the loved ones that's going to come to Christ because of our faith. Amen. We thank you for joining our program today. And if you've uh, received something, we'd love to hear from you. If you've uh, really been blessed by this program, send us a message and let us know that you've uh, uh, really been touched by our program. And we are looking forward to seeing you again soon.